Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 87, and today I want to look at two verses of Scripture with you in Hebrews chapter 12. If I'm honest with you, I've struggled a little bit about what to talk about on the podcast this morning. My mind has been in a thousand different places. I've been all over the Scripture looking at dozens and dozens of different chapters and verses and trying to figure out, okay, God, what do you want us to share on the podcast in the next couple of days. We're on episode 87. I know that episode 100 is coming, and that's going to be the wrap-up to season one. Each season is going to have 100 episodes in it. We will start, don't worry, we will start again the next day for episode number 101, but it'll be season number two. And as I look at all this, I'm trying to map out what do we want to talk about, and how do I want to theme it, and all of those different pieces and content questions. But today, I want to look at this passage of Scripture just because it's it's near and dear to my heart. It means a lot to me, and it's helped me along my journey. You know, the Christian walk is illustrated a number of different ways in the Scripture. You may see it illustrated as salt, or as light, or as branches, or soldiers, or pilgrims, or whatever it may be. But here, it's illustrated as a runner. And so I want to read these two verses to you, and I kind of give you a mini-sermon today. Just It's been put on my heart today to just share these uh, alliterated points. Yes, this is a mini-sermon today, so congratulations. If you don't want to listen to a sermon today from me, then you can just skip it and go back and listen to a different episode. That's okay. But here it is in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And verse 2 says this, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now we know in the scriptures, whenever you see the word therefore, you need to find out what it's there for, right? So just before in chapter 11 of Hebrews, it gives us the hall of faith. These are the men and women of God who came before us, who displayed their faith in incredible ways, and God worked through their lives in powerful and incredible ways. And so as the author is writing to this Hebrew people, he's saying, because of those great men and women of the faith that have come before us, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, I've always pictured this as a stadium, right? A runner in a stadium, and you've got these people cheering you on that aren't a part of the race anymore, but are there with hopes that you will run your race well. And so because of that stadium, We also know there's a struggle. It says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely to us, and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. There's things that will cling to our lives. I'm not sure what those things are in your life, but it is a struggle. This walk, this run, this race is a struggle. There are things that will try to slow you down on your race. So identify those things. It says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily clings to us. So he's saying, identify those things that slow you down. Maybe it's something as simple as a relationship in your life. Maybe it's something as complex as an addiction that you've held on to for so long. I'm not sure what it is that's clinging on to you, but you know the sins in your life and the things in your life that distract you from the race. The Bible says, lay those aside. Put those things down so you can run the race well. So we first see the stadium, then we see the struggle that's all around us, and then we see the strategy. So how do we do that? Well, verse number two says, looking to Jesus, 
That word looking is setting your eyes or turning away from everything else and focusing in on one thing, that which fills the heart. So looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Today, how can you look to Jesus? How can you look to the person who saved your soul? Maybe today you need to take some time and go and read a little bit of the New Testament in the gospel accounts. Maybe just see the things Jesus did. Maybe you need to look at your life and think, what would, where would I be without him? Where would I be? How lost, how broken would I be without the saving power of Jesus Christ? Look to him. What would he do in these moments? How would he respond in these moments? So we see the stadium, we see the struggle, the strategy is to turn our face, turn our focus onto Jesus and him alone, and then we see his satisfaction. Look look at this. It says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. I've said to dozens and dozens of people before, do you know what the joy that was set before him was? It was you. The reason he endured the cross was to mend our broken relationship with the Father. It was to bring us into his family. We are his joy. He found satisfaction. Even though he had to endure the cross, despising the shame it brought on, breaking his relationship with his father that had never been done before, it had never happened in their relationship before, yet with all of those problems, he found satisfaction knowing you would be in his family. Set your eyes on him. Focus on him. We see the stadium. We know there's a struggle. We know the strategy. We need to look to him and we see his satisfaction. And now we see where he's seated. It says, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He is in complete authority, complete power. Nothing will dethrone him. Nothing can take him off of his throne today. So today, how is your race going? How are you running? You've got a stadium full of witnesses that are cheering you on. Yes, there's a struggle, but lay aside those things. Look to Jesus. Let that be your strategy. Your strategy is to look to him. That's the direction to run. You know, whenever you look at something as you're running, that's what you run toward. If you're thinking about running on a track, you know how a track is an oval shape. When you're running on the track, you're supposed to look ahead of you so that you know where the turns are, you know where the people are in front of you, if there's any obstacles in the way. You don't look at the stands while you're running. No, you hear the voices from the stands, but you're focusing on Jesus. One of the things we may miss in this life is that we look too closely to our heroes as we run. The Bible says we're supposed to focus in on Jesus, and that's who we run to. He, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. Not those others in the stands. We need to look to Jesus and know that he has conquered it all, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. Today, I hope you find encouragement in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Run your race well today.